0: We still allow things that have happened to us to change how we react and how we do things. So if we have a full understanding of what God God says about us, it can change your life. It really will change your life. And I think that for the—I've got some water, Debbie. Thank you. Ayla's got it. Thank you so much, though. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how God sees you. Um, And I know that um, sometimes things happen in life that will cause us to either fail or to succeed. But it's really about how we believe what has happened to us in life that will cause us. Just like a salesperson, you you don't become successful because of one job. And you don't become a failure because of one job. You know, it's our perception of how we look at things and what has happened to us. So I know I've said this a hundred times, but I'm going to say it again because it will help you to understand um, that in my life, when I was a a little girl, I was in third grade and I was extremely talkative. I was crazy talkative. Um, My sister, like I told you guys, Marie, we called her bionic mouth because she talked all the time. I was like her. I really did talk a lot, and you know, I remember being um, kind of like Gabriella up here, you know, how <laughs> she's so funny to watch. She's like jumping and she's, you know, that's exactly how I was. So I'm in third grade, and the kids, I don't know what we were doing, we were all doing stuff. And um, it was kind of crazy and loud, and I was sitting with my, I was sitting, but my back was to her, the front of her desk, because we were all in a circle. And people were coming up, the kids were coming up, they'd ask her a question. Another one come up, they'd ask her a question. Another one came up. Well, as I was sitting there I had a question. <laughs> so I just happened to be the brunt of her frustration and she yelled at me and she said, shut up and sit down. Well that devastated me as a, you know, being in third grade I'm just like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And You should have seen, you you can imagine, I just kind of sunk down, turned around, and I sat down. From that moment on, I was never quite the same as a child. I never was very loud. I don't like attention on me. I don't like people to look at me because I don't, if we're somewhere and things get loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys need to keep it down. You know, we're getting too loud. It's something that is in me because of what happened to me is my perception, that changed who I was. My image of myself and who I was, well, I can't be loud because that's not good. You know, I can't bring attention because that's not good. So my image of how I looked at myself was changed at that moment. So there are a lot of things that we can look at, a bad outlook on something that will, will change us as a person. So my, my image was distorted at that moment. And as I grew up, it was still distorted. I didn't realize that until when we first, I think, started Winter's Church, when we were at that um, 101st Street. That's when I realized, oh my gosh, all these years. Well, how old? I, I was like 20, I think, over there. <laughs> when I realized <laughs> that, that something had happened to me and it had distorted how I thought of myself. And all those years had passed that um, I, I wasn't quite the person that I knew I should be. Um, so hopefully this will really help you guys to understand um, that's, that when we make mistakes like that, sometimes we see, we think that God is against us because we may have failed or we've sinned or we've done something that we know we shouldn't be doing. You know, So automatically that disqualifies us because I sinned. That's how we That's how we think God God is like, oh, shame on you. You're bad. So then after you think you're bad, then you're just like, oh, I'm just going to let loose. You go do whatever the heck you want to do because I've already sinned. So, you know, what's the deal? It's no big deal now. I mean, I might as well just go ahead and do what I want to do. And I, I can't relate to a lot of the stuff that you guys have done because i never really drank. I've never smoked pot. I've never... Well, I've had a cigarette before, but I've I've never I've never done those things, you know. I the only thing I did was I cussed. That was the only bad thing that I really did. I was a bad cusser, um, and I think it was because I didn't feel like I could do those. I just I didn't have it in me um, to do those things. It just it wasn't me. Um... I did it with my friends because I wanted to be in with the friends, but I never, I don't like the weird way beer tastes, it's disgusting. It's gross, um, which is good because I don't like it. Um, but I've never been a drinker. So when I say doing bad things, you guys are like, oh, Pastor Annie, you, but you didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. I was still a sinner and I still needed to be saved. So it doesn't matter whether I drank or I didn't or that, that has nothing to do with it. So no sin is greater than another sin. It doesn't matter. I still needed to be saved. You know, I, I wasn't perfect. Um, I still did I liked my dad. I skipped school and I got caught. <laughs> the one time I skipped school, I got caught. They sent a letter to my dad, and it was it was my thing of doing, you know what, I'm gonna go all out. I'm skipping school today. And I got busted and um I couldn't lie to my I couldn't lie um which is probably a good thing but he's like hey I got a letter from school I'm like you did he's like yeah where were you on and I'm like oh shoot (laughs) I'm like Sophie did it she was the one that told us to go with no just kidding Um, I was trying to put it on somebody else (laughs) it was my cousin but um let me see where I lost my place um but yeah I think that um I just was never that type of person. So there we go. So I think that when things like that happen to us, we see ourselves critically. And not only that, but if we see ourselves critically, we we talk negative, we think negative, and we believe negative about ourselves. And sometimes it kind of spills over into saying it to somebody else. Just because you can say something doesn't mean you should. You guys shouldn't be ugly at all to anybody. You know, if you're in a bad mood, keep your mouth shut. Um, because it is it is not, that is not Christ-like anyway. We've already talked about the bait of Satan and doing things. If somebody offends you, it's just seal. And then once you're in that, when you get your mind right, then it's okay. But We really need to be careful because when we when we see things negative, I think that you guys really have to understand the power of your words. So you have to be careful what you say, what you think, um, and you get you need to get control of your tongue, the things that you say. So um, we're going to talk. Let me see. We're going to go to James one. I'm going to give you a key to what to how you guys can change things when it comes to how God sees you. Um, by doing what the word says and thinking as God thinks and seeing yourself as God sees you, it allows God's word to build your self, Im- your self image. So James 1, 22 through 26. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. For if any hearer of the word for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But, whatso, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a grateful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. So we're going to look at verse 22. When James is describing a person who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, and he says, you know, he hears, but he is not, he doesn't speak it in faith. He's, he, I always got confused with that because I'm like, well, when I look in the mirror, you know, how am I forgetting what I look like? Because I take it literal. You know, I'm so like, I don't get that. So I had to keep, I mean, I read it in every version. Amplified, you know, um, NIV, ESV, TLT, or NTL, and something like that. I read it in everything because I was like, I don't get that part. Um, But when, when the circumstances of life hit us, we always think, well, why me? Especially if it's not a good thing, why me? Why did that happen to me um why does this kind of stuff happen to me you forget that's what it's saying you forget because you're thinking oh why did that happen to me well you forgot who you were so then you start going well why did that happen well who are you you forgot that's what that's saying because i I, i'm telling you i battled with that i'm like i don't get that so this this book really helped me to see that part so we have to know that when we're looking, when we see that, in order to be, see so you have to you have to be a doer. That's what it's saying. So, when we're a doer, we see God or we do God's word, then that word becomes real in us. So God's image then becomes real in us, and then we can see how God sees us. So, when that happens, then we're like, oh, I can take the devil on anytime. I'm going to kick his butt. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, you know, whatever. So I think that we have to establish that first we have to be a doer of his word because what does his word do? His word sets us free. So um, if we don't, um, I'm sorry, you guys. Sometimes I get ahead of myself and then I'm going, I don't know where I am. Um, Whenever... uh, I know that I think I've told you guys this that when we when Ziggy traveled with um, all those guys, there was this guy named Danny Ortiz, and they had gone to get uh, gas. And when D- Danny was out there getting gas, I wish you guys could meet him. He is so he's so funny. I just like the way he talks, from New York. Um, but he was out pumping gas, and I'm talking about God's image of us. So Danny was out pumping gas, and Ziggy went in to get something to drink, whatever, you know. So he comes out and Danny's like this. Oh, yeah. And Ziggy's so like, Danny, what are you doing? He's like, man, I'm seeing myself praising the Lord. Oh, yeah. That's what I think is important. We have to be able to see ourselves. Oh, yeah. When I stand over here and and worship the Lord, I, I'm not doing it for anybody but him. And I, when I close my eyes and I think about what God says and what I should be doing when it comes to praise and worship. That's why it doesn't matter to me what I look like. I probably, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter because when I close my eyes, what I see is how God sees me. That's how I really should be. That's how I really should be. Not, you know, if you're in the dark and you're thinking things, those things that you think, that's not you. When you close your eyes and you're in God's light and you're thinking about what God says, that's who you are. But there are things that happen in life that distort how we see how we are, and we think we're not good enough because of things that happen. Um, we think we're unloved, we're unlovable. Um, those are all things that God has, has given. You know, His Word says the total opposite of that. Okay. You know, we we're, we're we're enough. Everybody in here, you're enough. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Lindsay, you're enough. We're enough. You're enough. Yeah. Everybody is enough. God loves you, and you know, he doesn't see you how you are right now. He sees you through Christ. Oh, yeah. That's how he sees you. That means we're, we become perfect in him. That's right. Because he sees us through him. If it wasn't for him, then oh, Jesus help us. But he sees us through Christ. That's, that's why things change in our life. It was because of Christ. And when um, we have to be careful not to then... Look, I know that we all, we all have things that happen and we do things that we probably shouldn't do, but we can't always blame our flesh for things like that. You can train your flesh. Um, When I was at that boot camp, um, we had a a thing that was called RAS, Reticular Activating System. And what that was is that we had to um, write, they they preferred you did it in the morning. So you would have to write something positive um, for the day 15 times. And, um, you know, mine would say, yes, I am going to meet my macros for today. Or, you know, I am going to um, work out, you know, four times this week. Just something, you know, positive. I would have to write it 15 times a day. Because your mind, once you start to write it, you start to see it, you start to believe it. And you, once you start doing that over and over, it's like it takes a few times for it to really get in you. Same thing with the word. That's what that does. You you have to get in the word in order for this to change. So we had to do that RAS. And that's, I I think, the same thing with with the word of God. If you don't get in his word, this is not going to change. And so your image of what you think, of what you are, is not going to change. You have to get in his word to know what it says about you in order for you to be able to do what God's called you to, because you can't fully do what he's called you to do if you don't really see who you are. If you don't see who you are in him then how are you going to do what he's called you to do? Ahead, because you're you're caught up in doing believing something that's not true. And that's the enemy's plan anyway. If he can continue to get you to believe the 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 bad, the negative about you um then he's he's done his due diligence in trying to get you to not do what he's called you to do. That is that's why I always you know people are like You know, they get upset with somebody and I'm like, if you could see the potential in them, if you can see them the way that God sees them, then there's nothing that can stop anybody from doing anything that God's called you to do. You just have to, the thing is, is you have to believe enough in yourself to know because of what God's word says. Um, So we're going to go to Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians, I'm sorry, four, six, four through six. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when the obedience is fulfilled. So verse 5, you have to cast down those imaginations that you think about yourself. As soon as you start to think, I'm not enough, does it say that in God's word? Cast it down. Am I unlovable? Is that in God's word? No. You cast it down. These are things that are so important for you. You can't dwell on those things. You cannot continue to think bad things about. You can't be negative. Negative is not in the Bible. There is nothing in the Bible that is negative about you. And why would it just be you? <laughs> you know, it's, you, you cannot think negative. You have to believe what God's word says about you. So, and you can't allow your feelings to tell you or dictate to you what you think either because your feelings will lie to you. And I can get in a fight and I can think, oh my gosh, he's so mad at me. And you know what? He could be, but he still loves me. But my feelings may tell me, He doesn't love me anymore no that's not true i know he loves me and i can get mad at him and i can still love him but i'm mad at him but my feelings are telling me something you can't you cannot rely on your feelings because they will lie they will lie to you so you have to you that's why you have to know what this word says so that any lie that comes up you can cast it down and um give no place to it so then you're like okay well that's all good that's all good. My yes, my image may have been distorted, and um, I I have to be careful with some of the things I think, and you know, not be negative. So, how do I get a new image? Well, like I'm saying, we have to get in God's word, and we have to know what His word says for us to get a new image of how in who we are. So, Corinthians, so, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians, five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are, be, are becoming. So what does that say? That says that you're new. So you may have been a particular way back before you became a new creature in Christ, but you're new now. So because you're new, that changes everything. That changes everything about who you are. And I think sometimes we go back and we, well, you know, that person, well, you're not that person. And people can bring it to your attention, too. Well, I remember when you, well, you used to be, well, you sure did, you know, remember when you did that? Well, that was before. This is now. I'm a new creature. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with telling somebody that, either. Don't be embarrassed to say that. I'm a new creature. You know, I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm somebody new. So... Even though we we become a new creature, that doesn't mean our whole man. It wouldn't be nice if once we said, "Lord Jesus, I'm a new creature, change my body. <laughs> um, and my body fat is down," you know. But the only thing that is really changes our spirit, and then we have to we have to get our mind over to believing what um, what God says. So we have to remember. We have to know that. Once we become a new creature, what we're trying to do now, after we become a new creature, is then we have to then see ourselves in God's image, so how do we do that? We do it with our words, just like Hilda was talking about. Um, our words are so important. We have to be careful with what we say. In in Genesis 1:11, it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth and is so. Words do the exact same thing as, like, if you speak faith, you, you get faith. If you speak fear, you get fear. Um, So it it produces, that's what it's saying here in Genesis 1. It produces, the fruit produces after its kind. So words produce after its kind. So if I produce negativity, that's what I get. If I produce faith, that's what I get. If I produce positivity, positivity, um, that's what I get. So your words change how your image is of you. So that's why I said you can't be negative. You can't say things negative, even though you may think things are not, um, you're not a good enough person. Um, I think that a lot of people um, in our church tend to, to think of themselves as not being worthy or enough or trying to meet a standard that, um, it's a high standard, you know. I, I think that God wants us to be good and perfect because we can be. <laughs> We can be with him um, if we. When we look at our, the words that we w- that we speak, like I said, if I speak faith-filled words or um, negative words, if I tell you airplane, you all just now thought of an airplane. Now you may have thought of a big plane, one that you travel in to go to Europe, or maybe um, a smaller plane. But then I say um, airplane with that is black, blue, gray, single engine, then you guys are then now starting to get a better picture of what that plane looks like. You may be thinking about Ziggy's plane. But then if I say airplane that's red, gray, red interior, then you start to maybe think about Michael's plane. So the words that I'm saying, each word that I say describes an image to you of what I'm trying to say. So each word that you say describes, I give you a little more information. So if I was to say, hey, you need to go pick out this car over here, you're gonna say, well, what car? You got a car in your mind, but if I say this white car that has black interior, it's got blacked out wheels, you're gonna be able to go to that car and go, oh, that's the car you're talking about. Each word that I say describes something, produces something in you, It, your image of what that particular thing is, starts to change because of the words that I'm giving you. Same thing with the word of God. Each word, God tries to give you words that tells you who you are to describe who you are. Each word that he said, that's why you have to get in his word. His word describes who you are. Oh, yeah. There's a description of who you are in here. Amen. Amen. That's, right. that's why it's so important, when I, when I start to think about you know, Ziggy's plane, I can do, if you guys were to go to, have you guys seen this plane? looks so pretty. I went there yesterday and I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, this is so pretty. He's like, it's dirty. And I'm like, no, but it's, it's so pretty, that black and that blue. And it's just, it's a very pretty plane. He, he really picked out some great colors. Um, But anyway, um, it's very important for us to remember what, what image we have by those words that we speak. So that's why it's important what we say. Our words are very important. So it's a description of what we're what we're saying, so we have to be careful with what we say. Um, if God sees us as, well, do you guys think that God sees us as being perfect? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, John seventeen twenty three. I in them, and thou in me, and they may. <clears throat> May be made perfect in one, and the world may know that Thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, and Thou hast loved me. Um, James 1:17. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. That means you. That's right. You may not think it, but that's what His Word says. It's you. Um, I think that you have to realize too that even though we make mistakes in life, um, because we're going to make them. I strive to be perfect in Christ, um, but I know that there are times that I'm probably not going to, I'm gonna fail. <laughs> um, but the good thing is, is that I can confess my sins to God and then I'm, became, I'm righteous just again. You- it's that simple. It's that simple just to go, Lord, forgive me, and that's it. That's right. um, I think that we have to um, really watch how we how we see each other and um, not speak negatively to each other, but to speak encouragement to you, to each other, because I think that sometimes um, we we may say things that are very hurtful and it changes how somebody may think about themselves. You know if we encourage each other regularly, then I think that that really allows us to be. Um, better people in Christ and that's what God is really wanting from us is he he wants us to be able to see ourselves um, the way that he created us to be Um, and this is something that I think you know Zig and I were talking about how he said, you know you're real passionate about um, telling people how God sees them and I said I think that it's important because it keeps us from achieving what God wants us to do. Um, I've, you know, without saying any names, because I'm not going to do that, but when people, when people come to you and, and they think that they're not worthy enough or they're not loved, uh, they're not worthy to be loved, um, it, you know, it breaks my heart because I know that, that God thinks so much differently of them. Um, nobody is better than the other person. Um, we all strive to be what God has called us to be, and until we change our our image of what that looks like, then um, I think that we we fail and we trip up and um, then we get stuck there um, and we don't want to get stuck there because it 's not a good place to be. Um, we have to do what God says. Um, okay. I want, to, I want to go to Colossians 3, 1. When I was going to read the Colossians, I was going to read Colossians 1, 9. But as I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, look at, when you look at the whole, like verse 1 through 10, it's like, wow. Um, this is what I think that we have to remember. And it's a lot, so I'm going to read. Okay, Colossians 3, 1 through 10. It says since then you have been raised with Christ set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on things above not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ in God when Christ who is in your life appears then you also will appear with him in glory put to death therefore what Slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self in its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. That's a a good, that's good right there. Um, You're new. So all those things that I just mentioned may have been in the, that's in the past and you're a new creature. I thought that was really cool. I was like, man, that really says more than what I thought. <laughs> um, and I think that we have to remember that God sees us as a perfect gift. We, we were created after his image. When he created us, think, go back to Genesis. How did he create us? In his image. So we're like him. Is there anything imperfect about God? No, we're like him. So we're perfect in him. We're just like him. So I thought that was really good too because I think that you know in just in life you know we go there's no way there's no way he could love me because I did that or um, maybe you think you can't be because of things that have happened to you in a relationship I can't there's no way but God made us after Himself we're created in His image He is perfect. When he said those words, when he, when, uh, in Genesis he talks, um, he talked, uh, you know how he, you can read the whole chapter when he's talking about how he creates things, and he said, and he said, and he said. That's why it's important to say words. You can't just go, oh, well, you know, I'm going to think positively. No, you have to say, your words have, to, it has to come out of your mouth. In Genesis, in the beginning, he said, it says in the Bible, and he said, Ten times. Now he could have just said, and let there be light, and, 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 and. No, in the Bible it says, and he said ten times to get across to us that we have to say something, something has to come out of our mouth in order for it to develop. If we hear it, if we see it, the more you see it, the more you hear it, the more you say it, the more you believe it. You can't just go, oh, well, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not an old, wretched sinner. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm saved now. You, you have to speak his word. It has to come out of your mouth. You guys can't just okay. think it. Just like Hilda was saying, it's not something, oh, well, I do DoorDash. So DoorDash <laughs> is not going to know what I really want. I don't want pickles on my Chick-fil-A sandwich. Well, I don't get Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I get grilled chicken nuggets, but. Um, yes grilled chicken nuggets with light balsamic vinaigrette so good Um, but you know you have to be able to speak you have to speak his word that's why i think that um, he said that 10 times for us to realize say it even when the disciples asked lord please give us faith faith When God said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, god did you notice that God didn't say, he wasn't saying to them, well, I can give you faith. No, in order to build faith, you have to speak it. That's why it's so important that you guys, you know, beginning when we first met Hilda, it was like, you have what you say. Man, it got on my nerves. (laughs) But it's so true, because now, now, I've got a whole revelation about you have what you say. You can't say things negatively. I'm just not good enough. I, I can't, nope, nope. I'm this way, I'm that way. No, I'm, I'm a drunk. You know, I know I've done this. You, you have to change your words. And you know, you have to consciously think. You have to consciously think. I'm not going to say, I've caught myself doing that because I've been so tired that even when I'm not, I am say, man, I'm so tired, and I'm like, oh. I just said I'm tired and I'm not tired. You have to consciously think about what you're going to say and not say it. Amen. Just don't say it. So words are very important. There, there is life and death in your words. And if you speak death words, that's what you're going to produce. That's what you're going to get. You know, sometimes I, I had somebody say to me, um, why do these things always happen to me? This always happens to me. And I'm like, well, what are you saying? You know, and I've heard them say stuff that's not good, you know. <laughs> so what are you saying? What are you saying that's going to get you to, to produce words in you to see yourself the way that God sees you? You know what? You're good enough. God loves you. You're a new creature in him. You're the righteousness of God in Christ or in, in God in Christ. Um, that's who you are. Lindsay, that's who you are. You're lovable. God loves us all. And I, I am so grateful to, to some of the people that we've had in our lives that have been able to speak God's word in us. And for me to be able to realize, you know, I think that, you know, with Ziggy traveling as much as he does, um, I was just telling him last night because, you know, Gaby went to prom and uh, Ziggy left and Michael's married, and here I am, (laughs) so many years later, empty nester, it felt like, and I remember feeling that way when Zig and I first got married, and he really started doing quite a bit of traveling, and I did not like it, and I feel like um, so much of my time was wasted um, because I tried to feel that, that feeling of, being alone because, you know, I moved to Oklahoma with no family. And um, yeah, shoot, if my family was here, I would have been at my family's house regular, you know, every weekend, every week, going to my mom's, you know. I, I would do that. So I think that a lot of my time was wasted trying to feel a void that, um, of being by myself. Um, and so last night I was sitting and I was trying to get prepared because let me tell you, I was not ready to to kind of bring something today because we've been working so much and I told Ziggy, I just don't know if I have the time to invest. He's like, kingdom first, you know, God first. And I'm like, don't tell me that, I know, you know. <laughs> you cannot get away with anything with him, you know. <laughs> if I say I can't go tonight, he's like, oh, well then I'm not going either. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh um, but... You know, I last night, you know, as I was trying to prepare, you know, Ziggy called me, and he's like, you know, hey, uh, we didn't make it all the way to Richmond. We had to land because of weather. And um, I said, well, Then too bad you didn't get to stay here and then you couldn't preach tomorrow. He's like, no, I would have left really early in the morning to, to be in Richmond, and I'm like, yeah. I said, well, I said, I'm here with the dogs, and I said, I almost feel like they're protecting me. They hear something, and they're just both, you know, and I said, Sully's sitting by the front door guarding me. And I said, I feel like an empty nester. And um, I said, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like after Gaby leaves. And um, I said, I don't know if I'm going to be by myself here. And he's like, no, you're going to go with me. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. I think that I kind of, I'm not really looking forward to traveling and, you know, bumpy rides, especially with the wind right now. Um, I said, I think I'm, I think that this would be good for me. Um, had I known what I know now, I think life would have been a little bit different. Not that life was bad. Life was very good for me. Um, very happy. Um, but I think that, uh, now that I know what I know, I can take advantage of some of the, that quiet time. Um, not having to worry about, you know taking care of the kiddos and getting things done, but um, I'm very grateful um, to the people that we've had in our lives to, to teach us and to show us um, that uh, we don't have to remain the way that, we're not who we were before we came to Christ. Right. We're, we really are a new creature. Um, whether you were not so bad or whether you were really bad you know, it doesn't make a difference. God, God loves us. And, you know, when we did that youth, not the youth, the young adults, um, we did a study um, on some things, and I, I had them get an index card. And on that index card, I had them write how God sees me. And so they wrote on that index card. It could be one word. It could be a bunch of different words. Um, and I told them to keep that with them. And, um, you know, I would suggest that to you guys. Get an index card. And whenever you feel like you can't, um, you don't see yourself the way that you should, get that index card out. Look at it. And then get in God's word and see what it says about you. Um, It'll really help you. I know that for some, I've had a few come to me and say, you know, um, I got in my wallet and um, this fell out and it was that index card. Um, And it's kind of crazy that they still have it, but they kept it with them. So it's something for you guys to keep. Know that um, in order for you to really see who you are in Christ, you have to get in his word. You have to say it. You have to speak it. You have to believe it. Don't let negative things come out of your mouth. Um, Speak God's word. Uh, If something negative comes up or a thought comes in your mind about you that's not right, or somebody else, cast it down. Um, that's what God, God's word says for us to do. We have to be able to, to know what his word says. And if we know what his word says, and we know that we can battle those things and we can cast those thoughts down. Um, we are, um, he's coming back for a perfect bride. That's what he's looking for. And in order for us to do that, we have to know where we stand. And when the enemy comes at us, we can't go, oh, I don't know what to say to him. I don't know what to do about that thought. We'll know his word. Okay. Will know His word. So, um, I hope you guys know. Every single one of you in here, God loves you, and right. He sees you um, through Christ, being perfect okay. and fulfilling um, His, you know, His perfect plan for you. Um, right. Just you know, keep Him first. Um, church is not an option. That's right, boy. That's right. Church is not something that you can just go. Oh, well, maybe today I'm super busy, which I have been. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's not an option. Church is not an option. You have to be here. We only have two days out of the week to be able to speak God's word um, in a congregation setting. Um, you guys can do, you know, you got to get in your word on your own. But there's only two days out of the week. And when you put 24 hours times 7 we only get you maybe four hours, five hours a week. It's really not that much. So church is not an option, guys. In order for you guys to, to really get it and to build your self-image, you have to be around other people. Don't be around people that are negative. Don't, don't let people speak negative things into you. If people are coming to you and they're dumping their stuff on you and it's not helping you, then don't let them dump on you. I'm trying to be nice without being mean. Because it doesn't help you as a a Christian. Don't let them do that to you guys. You know, we have to love people, but that doesn't mean you have to let them be mean to you like that. You know, love them, but set your boundaries. Set your boundaries. Uh -uh, I'm not going to have somebody do that to me. I've learned my lessons uh, and... I'm telling you guys from lessons learned, be careful with that. You know, be careful. Um, let, let the Lord lead you. Um, it's always important to be led by the Spirit. Um, so I love you guys. I hope you guys um, got something out of today. Um, and if you guys can, pick up the book, God's Image of You. It's a really, really good book. I only touched on a few things. There's a lot he talks about being over um, the devil being underneath your feet, but being over things, having dominion over things, and um, it really will help you in your Christian walk to know who you are in Christ. It really—I'm telling you—it's a really good book. It's only like 70, 79 pages. It's not a very big book, but it's a very good book. It—it's very good. So. Um, I think that's all I have for today. So if anybody needs prayer, I'm going to have you guys come up, but I'm going to have Hilda and um, Ayla, if you'll come up, Miss um, Rhonda. Um, if anybody needs prayer, there's people here to pray for you guys. and. Um, We love you guys. Ziggy will be back on Sunday. We will be out of town this week. My niece graduated nursing school yesterday, and we are going home for her graduation party. Um, So I get to be with my family. We're going to celebrate at my parents' house, which will be the first time my family's together since my mother passed. So we're pretty excited about... I'm excited I can leave town. (laughs) I'm not taking my computer. So I'm super excited um, that I don't have to work. I mean, it's... I'm. To, we're super excited right we're like super excited it's been a long month so um uh, if you guys need prayer again please come up here if, uh, if not we will see you guys here on wednesday seven o'clock um outreach friday and then sunday we will be here for mother's day all right we love you guys gabe